God bless you, brothers and sisters. I'm here to bring you a word on behalf of the Lord. And they went ahead and left this as a privilege to do. And you know our the pastors only want the best for you. So I have to give the best for you. So... I have a definitely a strong commitment before the Lord and then before you and um, the pastors that trusted me to be here this evening. And so the Lord is good. And you know what? Today's my birthday. And you're going to have to sing happy birthday to me. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, I tell you because this is a blessing that God gave me today. And it's a precious and lovely gift that God gave me. You know, my family knows that I'm not expecting any gifts or anything like that. But two precious gifts the Lord gave me today. To be here with you all. To share his word. That to me, that's a precious gift from God. And a picture that one of my granddaughters made for me. Even, you know, I wanted to bring it and show it off, but I was like, no, you know, next time. So that way they can be a next time. And the picture is my three grandchildren and myself. And it's something so precious and so beautiful. That is something I can't put a price on it. There are things in life that have a very high value. And that's what the word of God is. And. I'm blessed to know each one of you that I've been meeting. So the one of the blessings is to be, you know, to be children of God. And it shows by you being here that your pastor's not here. You guys came to seek the Lord and to serve the Lord. And that is precious. Okay. The first time I came here. I came by myself. My husband didn't come with me because I thought it was a service only for women. So I left him over there. I told him, you're not coming with me. It's only women. So I left him. So when I come in here, I see brothers. And I said, oh, no. I said, okay, you know what? The second time I brought him and it was a wonderful time. And it was during the anniversary time of the church. And the Lord blessed us. And that's why I say that the next time I come and bring your word, it, it it's, I mean, it's a wonderful thing. And it's like, you know, one or two people that I will receive this. It's a great privilege. Now that I've already introduced myself a little bit. Oh, my niece speaks, <laughs> speaks about us like, you know, to the whole church. And it feels like the whole church already knows us. I mean, she speaks about us, you know, during her class, during her teaching. So I have to show testimony about what she says. And like children of God, uh, we are united by the blood of Jesus. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you to open your um, Bible in the book of Ephesians. And you know what? We're going to study the whole book of Ephesians. <laughs> no, no. Well, you know, whoever wants to stay that long. And you know what? The book of Ephesians, it's a beautiful book. It's a letter. And I wanted to bring something this evening. 
I wanted to choose, you know, something from Ephesians. And the Lord took me to, to chapter 4. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5. And Ephesians 4, 5, the word of God says, Let's go ahead and all read together. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Heavenly Father, I thank you that I can read your word. And I ask you, Father, that it's you speaking through me this evening. I give you thanks one more time. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Okay. And like I was saying, the word is precious. And when you start reading, you don't you don't even know what, right? It's something wonderful. It's like um when you go to one of those restaurants, those buffets, and you don't even know where to go, where to start, where to end because there's so much food. That's how the word of God is for us. And it says here, the thought is the study is or whatever you want to call it is the unity unity of all believers what is that keeps us united the book of ephesians is is a letter that um, paul the apostle wrote while being in prison and he said that he wrote it for the ephesian church and for all those that believed anywhere and that's where we are and the purpose of this letter was for to give strength to those believers so i'm using the notes from the bible that it brings so it's not anything that i know by memory that i got something from somewhere else but it's from the commentary in the bible it says here that the author was Paul, was Paul, and that he was sent to Ephesians. And the purpose of this letter is to grow the faith of the believers through the explanation of strength and purpose of the church, the body of Christ. And that is you and I tonight. We are the body of Christ. He is the head and we form the body. And we have to function good. I mean, because we have a head that's a perfect. I mean, the whole the body better follow with that. It better be as well. How sad is it that one that one body doesn't function very well? It ha- even though it has like a head, a brain, a function, a love like the love that Jesus has for us. So. If everything flows from the head to the body of Christ, we need to exercise right that body. But we know that sometimes it's hard. I mean, we're in this natural state of being a human and all the differences that we have. And I know it, it can be very, very hard, especially with the different cultures in this country. Maybe when we were in Mexico, it was different. Maybe when we were in Central America with our brothers that eat different 
and speak differently. So it's a little easier. But when we came to the United States, it was so different. And hence, you know, these kids nowadays that they don't even speak English and Spanish. And it's like we don't even really understand them. I mean, things happen and problem rises in churches because of that. But putting all that to the side and I mean, besides finding all the differences that we have as human, our faith says here. All right, let's go back to these notes. We are the body of Christ. So for that, we are. We know the head of that body is Jesus. That is something that we cannot forget. We have to keep that in mind that we are, that we cannot make decisions outside of those that we consult with Jesus first. All thoughts that we have, our attitude, everything that we have to do has to be guided by Jesus. That way there's no problem. When we ask direction from the Lord in all of our life and all of our decisions and everything that we do, not only are we going to do here at church, but even on the decisions that we make about when we're going to buy a house, a car maybe, when we're going to buy even something that's not like a house or a car but we have to ask the direction from the Lord sometimes as women even to buy shoes we have to ask the direction from the Lord because sometimes we spend the money wrong and we buy things that we don't need and then now we're like stuck that we don't have enough for the rest of the week so we're stuck eating beans all week ouch (laughs) But you know what? But we have to. But we don't do it, right? I mean, I mean, when I want something really bad, I want to buy something, I want to buy something. And even if I have to sacrifice other things. So we have to remember always as Christians, maybe before when we were away from the Lord, we would we would do different things. But now, if we're walking with the Lord, we have to ask for his guidance from the moment that we wake up. Since the moment we open our eyes, how are we going to walk this day? Are we going to waste our day? You know, just there stretching, do nothing. Or are we just going to waste away on the phone? Are we going to waste time? And, you know, gossiping about our neighbor, paying attention to a phone call, or are we going to ask direction from the Lord? What am I going to do? I think that the first thing we have to do as a body of Christ, okay, this is like for us, okay? Because the Lord wants, because the Lord, if he wants to talk to somebody that's out of his body, then he's not going to do it here at church. So this is for us to be instructed. So we're going to ask direction from the Lord um, for all the decisions that we make. You know, the youth, you know, the youth um, need to ask the Lord, like, how do I conduct myself today? We're going to ask for guidance. We're going to, are we going to give ear to things that we shouldn't be hearing? You know, the Lord reminds us. 
that he wants us one body that functions together. And that is asking the direction from the Lord and everything that we do. And, and you know what that provokes for the Holy Spirit? It says here that the unity is one body, one spirit, because now we are guided by the Holy Spirit. He's the one that guides us. One thing is that we don't want to be obedient. And another thing is that he's right there reminding us. But sometimes we act as though we are deaf to his guidance from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit warns us, guides us reminds us he prevents us he guides us he protects us look the lord many times you made yourself deaf and then you're in trouble because you didn't listen to the voice of the holy spirit and you know what many times we go to places that the lord we go to places that the lord doesn't want us to go but we choose not to listen how can i say this um maybe Maybe go to a place when there is danger and the Lord is warning you. Sometimes maybe you have a flat tire and people get mad. And it's like the flat tire. And God is protecting you from you going somewhere that you're not supposed to go to. And there's been many cases. There's been many cases and many testimonies of people that didn't go on a plane and they're upset and because they miss their um their plane but God is protecting them from any accidents the holy spirit voice we have to listen to remember when um the lord calls samuel and samuel doesn't recognize the voice of the lord sometimes it's going to happen and maybe we think that could it be my stubbornness look my husband uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and use my husband as an example since he didn't come here. Okay, he wanted to go to Guatemala. And he wanted to go on his vacation. Because um, it was, he wanted to go, but because of the pandemic, he couldn't go. And two years wanting to go, making plans, buying things, and calling friends. And I would hear him. And you know what? And the same people, his friends, were telling them that it's dangerous. The pandemic is really strong over here. And they would tell him, one would tell him, two would tell him. And, you know, he would still find his way to get to Guatemala. And I felt really sadness because a wife, you know, wants her husband to be happy. You know, that he wants to go and, and be happy. I mean, that's fine. If he wanted to go, I said he can go alone. But but there was a lot of people. But I, but I never told any of these people, you tell him, please tell him, I'd warn him. Because I wasn't going to do it anymore. Because all the years are the same and... There's a, you know, we don't really have a reason to go over there. He doesn't have family over there. But you know what? But the ladies, the people where he was going to go bless, one of them passed away. And you know what? I called, the lady called to let him know that she had COVID. My husband, he was 
being acting though he was deaf he wasn't hearing the voice of god and god was warning him through many people that you know things and sometimes we fall into that stubbornness and finally my husband is calm he's happy and he realized that it wasn't his wife but it was the lord that even though he wanted to go on that trip you know the lord didn't allow it because the place where he was going to go bless they were both very 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 sick and the lord warns us and we have to learn to hear the voice of the holy spirit in the same way that a uh, hope unites us what is that hope that all your family come to the feet of the lord that one day there will be no more sadness there will be no more tears no more pain that one day we're going to be in the presence of the lord that's my hope and you know what when you're younger you know i have my years but as you know we keep getting older like you want it to be accomplished you don't want to be in this earth where there's all you see is sadness you know things that are disheartening evil the enemy is you know just gaining territory so now it's like you just want to go with the lord but we can't be selfish i mean we still have to be seeking the lord that these young people you know accomplish their goals you know they get married you know many want to get married and others want to have children you know to see them grow you know like the brother said like you know his son that you know he prayed for his son to come out of the hospital you know pray for those that you know that are studying that they want to have and they have an illusion of um wanting to get married and and graduate college and all these things and you know and having that hope and that precious hope that through Jesus we're going to be able to accomplish it away from him where you can have the best job you can have the best house the best cars the best things but we know that away from the Lord, there is nothing. There is nothing good. That everything we have, everything good that we have comes from the Lord. And if you have a simple, humble job, rejoice in that job. Be happy in that job. Because it's where the Lord wants you to be. Because it's where you are will be blessing. You will be a blessing to others. Can you imagine if we were all doctors? I mean, who's going to make delicious food for us, right? Like Bati would say. She loves to eat. And and it wasn't if there wasn't somebody that would love to cook, what would happen to the ones that don't want to cook? And there's others that love to teach. I mean, what a wonderful thing for those that love to teach, to educate our children, you know, exposing themselves you know, during these times, being there. You know, one of my f friends told me that, the Lord told me that you have to use um, double mask. And she puts on double mask. And wow, I just say, you know what, courage to be out there, to expose yourself. I mean, in front of all these people, especially with people that don't want to work right now, 
But she says, I hold on to the hand of the Lord. And the Lord tells me when I have to use two masks. And I am obedient to the Lord. And sometimes and sometimes it doesn't look like it doesn't seem like that bad out there. But there they are. But the body of, of Christ, the church of the Lord, still has to be seeking the Lord and praying for all that humanity. And even though we may not know them. But they're giving their lives to save others, to attend to others. So as a church, the church of Christ, full of the power of the Holy Spirit, full of that hope, life hope, we need to be here. You know why sometimes it's saddening to see that, you know, to see that churches were full. But you and I that were here tonight, we are going to seek the Lord for those brothers and sisters for those that have gotten cold, that have held, had, that have stopped coming, that are going through doubt times, by harsh times, for all those things, you know, comes to attack the church, the body of Christ. That's the that's the job for the other one that we don't even want to mention him, but us that we're filled of the Lord, filled of His power of his grace of his that has been upon us we come to seek the lord in our homes to also have our time with prayer with the lord you know our pastor says they went they left confident knowing that the church is here you know i come to see this beautiful church you know, these hands that that used it to make this place beautiful. You, you know, beautiful offering from our brothers that worked so hard, that brought their offerings here. You know, time to work to make this place beautiful. And that is the body of Christ. You are the body of Christ. No, it doesn't matter how sisters that cooked and those brothers that worked and sisters that worried to make sure that this place is clean i mean that's the body of christ how precious how precious is that to see how that door opened you know i got here a little bit early and i saw how they'd open the door one brother one member of that body opened and another one turned on the light Another one turns on the microphone. Other ones come and sit and they kneel. And to see how precious to see the body of Christ active. Don't get discouraged. You are the body of Christ. You are that strong pillar that's sustaining this place with his presence, with prayer, with offerings. Praise the name of the Lord. Because there's a body, because there's an active body, because don't say, oh, we're a little bit. It doesn't matter. We're two or three are forming that body. The head is Christ and there's a perfection. Praise the name of the Lord. A baptism of faith. Our faith, brothers, our faith that is not flexible, that increases every day. Do not lose the faith that there that more souls will come to this place. 
we see how Sundays it gets full. I mean, that's a great thing for those brothers that come on Sunday. And then one day they will be here to, like tonight. You know, one time I was also just a church, a person that goes to church on Sunday. But then, but then there came a time of sadness, of so much hurt and pain that you know, these churches were closed down. But that's why I know that you're here. Because you suffered when the churches were closed. Because you yearn to be in the presence of the Lord in this place. And now he allows us for you and I to be here. Let's be joyful. Let's glorify the Lord. And a God, our God, our Father God, powerful. He is. He is the reason why we're here. He's the only one. And the portion of the Bible says that he is a God, father of everyone. How precious is that? A father above all and for everyone and in everyone. He goes with me. He stays with you. He is with our family. He is with the worrisome. He is with the one that doesn't want him. He is with the sad one. But maybe he doesn't feel him right now, but he is there. He is right there. All he has to do is extend his hand, open his eyes and see. But there are hard times that, you know, we've all gone through it. But that's how we have to, what does this word say? Help the weak. We have to be patient with our brothers and sisters. And we have to have a unity. A unity. Because, you know, alone, it cannot burn, says a song. That we have to help each other, encourage each other. If each one of us tonight... We came this morning, tomorrow morning, you know, we call one of them and we encourage them. They will feel really nice that you called. You know what? There are brothers and sisters that are not very social. That are, there's some brothers that are kind of like rude. And some of them have a little bit of a difficult personality. There's some that are a little bit delicate. One time um, they told us to take a fruit and they told us to take one fruit. And the sister that was ministering took olives. And they said it was kind of like, you know, those olives that have like those thorns. And some of them are like those olives that nobody wants to get close to them. But you know what? You put on that glove of the Holy Spirit and you grab it and you're going to realize that they're not going to hurt you and they're going to feel nice. And sometimes they feel like, like, you know, nobody cares for them, like they're not talented, like, you know, nobody really acknowledges them, but us, but remember the body of Christ, that there is all the members are important and they are also very important in this place 
And sometimes we might have to be a little bit patient. And that's the message of tonight. As a body of Christ, we encourage one another. And sometimes, you know, like there's a finger that you wake up and it's like hurts. You wake up hurting and you're like, ow. But then you just got to move it and you feel better. And sometimes our knees don't want to hold us up. But as a day keeps going, then your knees are like, okay, you know, like we're taking off here and we're getting strength. The same way the body of Christ has to encourage one another. Because don't forget that all of them are members of one body. One body, one spirit, same hope, one God, Jesus. Jesus, our Lord, to whom we belong to. God is our Father, and we're baptized. With that baptism that we did, that unites us, his precious blood, the blood of Jesus, unites us by the body, the head, which is Christ, and the body flows the blood of Jesus Christ the one that he shredded in the cross and he did it for all of us for all of us and in on in all of us more and more can we say brothers the word is clear it's precious and paul reminded us in the beginning that he is in prison in the lord and he urges us he begs us that we we remain diligent to the calling of the Lord. You and I have been called to form that body, that precious body of Jesus. We have been called. He chose us. He elected us. I mean, look how many people are outside. But he found pleasure that you and I, we would form that body that multitude of servants of the Lord that are everywhere in this world you and I we're not alone we have many brothers and sisters throughout the world that are worshiping they are glorifying the name of God and with them we unite and I unite and I encourage you tonight to keep moving forward to keep growing God wants a healthy body. What do the healthy brothers do? They encourage others. They pray for others that are not here. Who knows? It can be a reason, you know, a, a valid reason. Or or they escaped because maybe the pastors are not here. But we don't know. And they know. Because I know that pastors have, you know, cameras everywhere. And they know who's here, who's not. <laughs> no, we rejoice because we know God is blessing them. And they're enjoying their time right now. And they deserve it. They've been working so hard for the church. There's been so many trials and tribulations, especially during this time. But let's love them. Let's care for them. And I don't know, brothers, but I don't know how that service is going to be for that Sunday. 
But you know what, brothers and sisters? Let's unite for the good. And when you see one person that has a good idea, let's not get jealous. Let's enjoy. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a wonderful idea she had. Let's share our gifts. The other day they were speaking of the gifts. And sometimes we want to do the same thing, everybody. But you know what? There's something for everybody. In the church, there is different, different gifts. We have to enjoy the different gifts that everybody has to offer, you know, for the service of the Lord. You know, the message today, I don't want to extend more than what the Lord has for you tonight. But I was here, I was the first blessed one here, rejoicing that I was able to share this with you. But the Lord knows what His people need. And we rejoice with what the Lord brought this evening. I know, I lost my glasses. Oh, no, here they are. Well, you know, I always lose these. Okay, it says, in this letter, Paul takes care of all the wonderful things that they have received through Jesus. And he's referring to the church as a body, a temple. This is a temple, but the church is you and I. All of you come to this temple to form the body of Christ. And it says as well. And um, he explains it as a bride pure no as white you know who saw you know pastora with her dress i mean that her dress was so beautiful white she looked so beautiful that bride you know the body of christ the lord sees it like that as a bride super white no spots no dirty no wrinkle and then also as a soldier firm ready equipped ready to go as the, as the lord wants a church to be to resist the bad that comes and everything illustrates unity in the purpose that each individual has a part in the church and it has to be able to work as a team with the rest in this time we need to reject any murmuring that's what the commentary says of Ephesians. There are things that hinder the church, and that's one of them. The murmuring, the gossiping, the criticizing, the jealousy, the anger, the hatred. All those things are barriers that do not allow the unity of the church. So knowing this, mature in Christ, the church of Christ, the body of Christ. What are the sicknesses that ruin the church? Well, we have to ask the Lord to take all that stuff away. If we feel any of those things, any of those sicknesses in our body, and here is the best doctor of excellence, the Lord Jesus because in that moment that we recognize that what what are we starting to feel? 
then we know we have hope that we can give it to the Lord. That we can give it to the Lord, those things that the Lord does not like. And the Lord is ready to take all that away, to cleanse us, to forgive us, and to once again lift us up, to keep walking every day in obedience to the Lord. But the sickness, if it's not detected, it cannot be treated. It cannot be cured. But the Lord wants that. He wants us. You know, that He says that the heart is a liar. That He wants us to come to the, to Him, the Lord. Because let me tell you, not all churches have it. That precious time of prayer. That precious time to, be, you know, set accountability before the Lord. You know, with all the things that we have to do in this lifetime, you know, working, things that we got to do, that sometimes we barely even have time to speak with the Lord, to tell him, Lord, I am here. But Lord, we're here. But you know what? This fight is between the flesh and the spirit. And those things will happen. You know, sometimes those sicknesses will come with what we mentioned with those, you know, that anger, that jealousy, that those things that come to affect our temperament. But we have to put our temperament to the service of the Lord and that he will mold us and transform and that we can be a blessing and help in the growth of the church. The church has to worry, has to worry about what's going on but the few of us that are here we have to seek we have to seek the lord and asking him that we have an active church uh, a healthy church full of joy of peace full of god's love because if he is ahead then the church has to be happy rejoicing worshiping grateful for that sacrifice that he did in that cross for us and for that privilege that he called us to form of this body. May the Lord bless his word. And we end with this. And we end in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you thanking you. Father God, that this word, Father God, will land on ready soil father god that we will be united as one one body one spirit one mind lord you are the head we are the body cleanse our heart our mind our soul father god so we may be white as snow be that bride and be ready for your coming jesus unite us during these times lord father god let the past be the past and let's move forward, Lord. Praising your name together, worshiping together, lifting up your name together, Father God, and doing your will together, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen and amen.